What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I am your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, once again, we got Ray Volo. We got Dean Montalbano. Fellas, how we doing? We missed our recap episode. Unfortunately, I was celebrating the new year. Shana tova, uh, to all my homies. <laughs> um, is that what is that what um, is said? Yeah, it's uh, like, may you have a good new year. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shout out Rosh though. Shout out yeah. no big, big no time Rosh. No work you, for the boy. You probably ate your ass off, bro. Dude, you know, just killing the mops. Amy's Amy's matzo ball soup. There's nothing better. That, it really is. That, it's unmatched. Don't say that shit. It's unmatched, dude. This I you can say that shit. You know, we're we're talking amongst boys. You're saying some dumb shit, but don't do it over the internet, <laughs> podcast because internet's forever, and that fucking dumb what you just said yo sauce big question you've uh, never had it so lots of ball soup it's impossible bro gordon ramsay can make it it wouldn't be the best <laughs> it's matzo ball soup bro sauce big question you're dead wrong yes what's, what's better guinea food or jew food oh my oh, god this i mean that's not a question he said but but i don't i mean he just said matzo well, ball soup is no but but maniscalco says it best he says after bagels and a locks and locks, the Jews they fall apart. <laughs> Mascalco says it best. He yeah, said we'll have the Italians catered the Passover say the Passover dinner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good to know. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good. Uh, it's a good segment if you you haven't seen before. Um, all right, but we are doing a preview episode. We got part one here. We got college, um, and then we'll. We'll cap it off with some bets uh, up and down again for us fellas. I believe uh, Dean f- finally on the board for college. 3-0 in his college bets after... Uh, Actually destroyed, too, all of them. One one would say a tough start, but I don't even know if those are the words. No. Uh, brutal. But let's get right into some of these games. First game we're looking at, number seven, Kentucky, at number 14, Ole Miss. Ole Miss, a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Honestly, this line kind of confused me, even though I don't want to go anywhere near this line. I thought six-and-a-half for Ole Miss um, was a little much. I'm curious to see if it comes down. Uh, Ray, what do you think about this game? think that line is is about right, or – I mean, I don't know. If you would have asked me this last week, I would have been like all about Ole Miss, but they fucking raw dogged me on my teaser last week. They did. Uh, Tulsa's fucking high powered offense came back and uh, bit me in the ass, and they covered on that uh, 16 and a half point spread. But I don't know. Uh, Ole Miss is a super weird team. They run the fuck out of the ball, dude. I think they've like, I think two thirds of their plays are run plays. They just run, 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 and they have that super high paced offense where it's like hard to keep up with them. So I could see it getting out of hand, but I also kind of want to take, I think it could be a little bit low scoring and it could be uh, kind of like the under 54 and a half, but um, mm. it's, a, it's a massive game for uh, Levis. I mean, Dude. people are still, people are still hyping him up. I saw uh, Mel put him as his number two quarterback over Bryce Young, which I was super surprised to see. So, I mean, he needs to come out and have a big game on the road. And I mean, I think this is their second SEC game. It's Ole Miss's first. So I'm excited to see how it goes. Yeah, Dean, what are you thinking? Yeah, I'm going to need someone to explain it to me like I'm five, why Kentucky is somehow getting – I mean, it's opened at seven. Obviously, you got bet down a bit to six and a half. 
some places I just checked actually still have seven. Uh, I I don't get it other than the fact that Ole Miss will be home. Uh, just like Ray said, Will Levis has been great, and they finally get you know their senior running back who's an absolute star. Um, if you don't know, my uh, he was on suspension. His name is Chris Rodriguez Jr. Was an animal last year. Was an animal even a year before that. And if you don't know, my Zoom name right now is Chris Rodriguez's DD, which it <laughs> that not have a DD. And if anyone knows me, they know I'm the last person to DD. So good joke, Dean hits. Anyway, Ole Miss's D um, just let up 262 on the ground at Tulsa. So obviously that doesn't translate well. I know. You know, I know Kentucky hasn't been great on the ground, but Chris Rodriguez should really be a huge, huge bump in that department. It should significantly help. I do expect Ole Miss to be efficient on the ground as well, considering they uh, lead the SEC in actually 281 yards per game. Crazy. But Dude, they I, run the ball. They run the ball two thirds of the time. It's, actually it's crazy. I did not it, know that. It's crazy because um, when I was like looking at guys prior to the season, I saw a lot of Zach Evans. Um, the lead back for draft bro. stuff, dude. They got this freshman fucking Judkins. lead back, and he's a beast. I mean, they're they've both been good. Uh, Evans has been good too. Um, I think, um, I think the, the, the freshman like Judkins, you think he's a little bigger? I think he's like the uh, thunder to uh, Evans' lightning because I think yeah. Evans is a really good fucking. Back I mean, too. and Dart's a good runner too. Yeah, this Kentucky defense has been good. Honestly, Will Levis has been up and down, but this Kentucky defense has been honestly the staple of their team. Mm-hmm. Or that run defense has been this, well above this season. So I'm, I mean, that's if they can slow that run game down. I, Ray, I, you said it the the under fifty four and a half. After you said it, I was like, hmm, like it's it's kind of low. Like fifty four and a half is a little low. You would think for like an Ole Miss game, but. I don't know. I feel like, like it's gonna they're going to run the fuck. I mean, I, I think both, both teams. I think both teams are going to run run the fuck out of the ball. I agree. All right, yeah. It's also Kentucky hasn't played anyone besides Florida, and like yeah. Florida AR looked like a fucking no one. Yeah, yeah, he's looked obviously pissed. Piss poor. I still just don't really get this this line. I don't get it either. But I, I thought like when I looked at it, I was like four and a half for like would be money. You mind if I check really quick? I want to see what the public, the the public bet percentage is on this because I don't think it's actually. I think it's. Obviously I always tout that you have to listen to Vegas and and in this because I have it written down here. I see Ole Miss is maybe being negative three, negative two and a half on the on the bad side, and really a, a pick them or you know minus one and a half for Kentucky on a neutral territory. But I, I don't think that this is something that. Vegas is daring people to bet. I just think a ton of people are betting Ole Miss. I mean, I feel home home field in college. I feel like is huge. Oh, no. And I think I, I just like, think seventy eight percent of money um, in bets are currently on Kentucky. Oh, Fuck, that, want, that makes me want to take Ole Miss even more. That makes me want to take Ole Miss, and they're already in my bets. Fuck. <laughs> I, no, because I do want also. It is also very notable to recognize that even though they've impressed very much against the run and they missed him last week, but that was against, you know, not really competition, but they're missing JJ Weaver. Who's been great for them, the outside linebacker. And that can be massive. Um, and you guys have touched on it, obviously Jackson dart and it has been impressive. Mostly his running ability, but you know, really if Kentucky, it's really going to be about if Kentucky can prevent Jackson from darting away and uh, just, okay. 
playing the best. On that, on that note. <laughs> all right, okay, my bad. But but if they if they play if they play the pass the way they did against AR fifteen, again, he's been pissed poor since, but he came off obviously, you know, his coming out party, which everyone deemed it to be against Utah week one and made him look fucking pedestrian. So if they do that, I still think that this is their game. And plus seven is just too too much. I I I don't get it, but fuck, am I? I don't really care to change my bet, but I mean, we'll get into it later. But well, all right, <laughs> um, let's move on to the second game we're previewing. Number two, Alabama on the road. Number twenty, Arkansas. Alabama, uh, a seventeen and a half point favorite right now. Um, I'm excited to see Alabama get tested a little bit uh, on the road. Arkansas coming off a tough loss. At home against Texas A and M, I think they were uh, on the. Ro- I think they were on the road. Were they on the road? I think so. I'm not positive. Um, I'll, I'll double check that for you. Okay, keep going though. Um, KJ Jefferson honestly played great last week. Um, pretty much their entire offense. He played his heart out. Um, but honestly, tough to get a loss there. Uh, Dean, seventeen and a half for Alabama. Haven't really played anybody this year outside of Texas with a backup. Um. What do you think they roll here, or you think Arkansas can keep this game close? Um, I have a fairly contrarian uh, thought to this because I feel like most are going to think that they're going to fucking roll off of what I'm about to read to you. I kind of like our, our. I mean, I don't like I, Arkansas, but coming off a loss, like you got to be I fucking think, pumped up. Come I on. just think what they can do. Well, I'll get into it in a minute. Uh, I first want to read kind of why you would think Bama would fucking roll because obviously Arkansas's defense, particularly their pass. <clears throat> Um, their pass coverage has been fucking atrocious. Their first three games, 325 yards and 24 points to Cincy, 376 yards and 30 points to Rattlers led South Carolina. Clearly everyone knows how we think of them, especially Rattler on this podcast. And then 357 and 27 points to fucking Missouri. Um, I think the Bearcats, they do, they do lead the country in sacks though. (laughs) Yes. They have a ton. 20. Yes. They do crazy, uh, and I'm just saying though, just based off that, you know, Bryce Young's Bryce Young's obviously going to have the opportunity to just blow the doors off them, but that's really going to be contingent, in my opinion, on the receivers stepping up, which lacked heavily in the Texas game, so that might go against them. And then on top of that, I think something that Arkansas does really well and can do really well with the pair of especially KJ Jefferson and and obviously Hasselwood is the possibility of getting some really good down downfield thread and downfield the 50-50 balls that you know Quinn Ewers really took advantage of against Bama and had us looking at that Bama defense and saying what the fuck is this this is pretty atrocious so if they're able to pull a lot of that off and get some nice big chunkers and maybe even a a, a long touchdown i feel like they could keep it close well within 17 and a half. So I, I'm very, very torn on this game. Ray, what are you thinking here? I mean, I think getting, I think giving 17 and a half on the road is kind of crazy. I mean, I know it's Alabama, but this isn't really the same Alabama team. I feel like we've seen in the years past nah. um, their defense. I mean, their defense is I'll, legit. I'll, I'll start with their positives. Their defense is fucking insane. Um, Anderson, no, no, it is. I, I do want to do want to say it did obviously bounce back, but we were saying that that game we were like 
kind of what's going on. They looked like they had flaws that game. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, I'm talking about just NFL talent. Like, their defense is fucking retarded. Yeah. Uh, Will Anderson picking up where he left up four and a half sacks. Uh, Dallas Turner, Dallas Turner yet to have a sack, which is kind of, uh, kind of curious. I kind of want to see how he plays this game. Yeah. Um, but then it'd be interesting to watch his film because, like, I feel like when I watch them, he like does get pressure and stuff, but you would assume so. They'd have to Carl Lawson stuff. Yeah. Okay. Word. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but they got Anderson battle two two or whatever his name is. Brian Branch, the safety, like kind of a nickel safety. So they have a ton of talent on that, especially on that, uh, like all over the place. A bit battle, uh, Eli Ricks. They have people all over the place. Yeah, has but, he um, been playing much? I who? feel like Ricks. I'm not entirely sure to be honest. I feel like he like I, didn't start the the first game. I feel like he did, but I'm not positive. Maybe. Anyway, um, I think like on Arkansas's side though, like they're gonna they're a big physical fucking team. Like K uh KJ Jefferson is massive. They and then their sophomore running back Raheem Sanders is really talented too. So I think they're gonna just try to pound the rock. Hopefully Alabama's defense starts coming up and like Dean said, maybe they take those big shots over the top to open it up. Um but I, I, I mean, I really like 17 and a half. I think that's a lot of points to be giving on the road. And then also uh, one person to keep an eye out that I'm really excited to see just because I've been looking at his numbers and shit. Uh, this, the Alabama transfer, actually, linebacker Drew Sanders uh, Jr. He's got 31 tackles, five and a half sacks as like an off-ball linebacker. He's 6'5", 235. He's a, he's a white boy too, which was surprising to me. I'll put it up there. I didn't think he was going to be Love white. That. didn't think he was going to be white. Uh, but yeah, I'm, uh, I think Mel had him ranked as the number one inside linebacker. So that's one person I'm pretty excited to get my eyes on, especially playing against his former team. I think he was like a top fifty recruit too for for Bama from Texas. So love that shit. Damn. Yeah, I don't know about this game. This seventeen and a half is is pretty crazy on the road against a ranked <laughs> conference opponent. It's also moving. It obviously it opened at 17. It's even 18 at some shops right now. I'm looking at it right now. It looks like it might even get bet up to possibly 18 and a half, 19. If that's possible, I'll definitely be sprinkling it. That's that's actually one thing I forgot to point out too. I feel like this is a lot of points because, I mean, Alabama. We all know about Bryce Young. We know about the the running back uh, Gibbs, and then they also have their other uh, junior running back uh, McClellan, but. They haven't had an alpha yet in this wide receiver room. There's that's a big it, opening. It, balls are just getting spread out so yeah. much. But I feel like this Alabama alpha, they need, they need to have someone that's they're going to go to in a big situation. I mean, who's who is it? Holden, I know has been Holden's the number one right now. Well, and then like, who who's the Georgia uh, transfer? Uh, Burton. Yeah, like uh, those guys are like they were. I mean, Burton in particular is really hyped up coming into the season. So I'm curious to see if someone's going to take over that uh, that number one role. <sighs> Yeah, like they, they need that. Going, I'm struggling like with later in the season. They they need someone to uh, step up. Yeah, I'm struggling with this game because I know this is a game like you bet Arkansas and then just Alabama dominates from start to finish. Like, yeah. But uh, I'm excited to watch this game. I'm excited to watch Bryce Young get tested a little bit. The slate's gotten crazy. Uh, this yeah, week. this slate is fucking sweet. Let's move to the third game. Uh, number nine, Oklahoma State. At number 16, Baylor, nice little rematch of uh, a crazy Big 12 championship last year uh, where Oklahoma State got stopped on the one-yard line on fourth and goal. Uh, excited to see Spencer Sanders against this Baylor defense. Um, Baylor's got to keep down the big plays from uh, from Sanders and, and Braden Johnson. Braden Johnson, I think, is averaging like 
over 23 yards a catch or something like that right now. Jesus. Fucking stupid. Um, but Sanders is a really good player. I'm, I'm excited to to watch him against this defense. Baylor's kind of been our been our team that we've been uh, hammering bets lately too. But uh, dude, their schedule's been what, fucking insane. I know. I mean, it's good. And a but, big game every week. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, Baylor a one and a half point favorite here. Ray, uh, who do you like in this game? It's only down to one and a half now. I had it two and a half. One and a half. Yeah. Wow. Um, I honestly don't know like what side I'm leading this game. Um, Oklahoma State. I mean, they're three and zero. They had last week off. Uh, they allowed. I think they allowed forty four points first week to Central Michigan in their first game with that Jim Knowles. But their defense has. I mean, they didn't really play uh, two, two tough teams uh, the next two weeks, but they only allowed seventeen and seven after that. So maybe they're finding their way. Uh, I'm curious to see how they're going to do against this Baylor offense, even though uh, quarterback play for Baylor has been inconsistent at best with Chapin. Uh, but I mean, on Oklahoma State's offensive side, it's the typical Mike Gundy. We're just going to throw the ball. We're going to throw the ball, and we're going to throw the ball, and just keep fucking doing it, which I love. Um, Sanders is and- a good runner too. Yeah, he can run, but I mean, he has 900 yards passing in three games with 10 touchdowns. So I mean, you know, Gundy, he likes to air the fucking ball out. Yeah. So I'm excited to see how that goes. I'm Get an extra that- week to prepare. Yeah, that's honestly, I really do think that's fucking huge. It made me want to lean Oklahoma State, but. Um, I don't think I want to touch this. I agree. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really hyped for this Big 12 championship uh rematch, just like Sauce said. Um, obviously, for all their history last year, there was a, a lot of really good games, and you know, I would assume Oklahoma State's gonna come angry, even though it's gonna be at, at the Bears. Um, I wrote I did write down a few tidbits to watch for that I really feel like are gonna you know, really dictate the outcome of this game. Um, number one is going to number one, probably most importantly is Ken Baylor, who was responsible for seven of Spencer Sanders, 12 picks last year, really continue just to rattle him. If, if that's a factor, obviously um, next is can Blake Shapin continue to, you know, to really shine from last week against the 103rd ranked pass defense, which is letting up an average of 265 yards to the air, a game, um also what you already touched on will the early bye week for the Cowboys help I've seen obviously scenarios where it does not and you know a team that team that's really not that hurt um and been playing obviously tough competition comes and is just you know more ready to play ball and lastly is you know if the Bears O line could really bounce bounce back and run blocking after creating really minimal push against Iowa State, they were able to keep Blake shaping up, but their running game was really kind of abysmal. So in my mind, those four will really dictate the course. And regardless, I think it's just going to be a close game and a banger. And I agree with Red. This is something I'm definitely not touching. Yeah, I like that point with the off the line. That actually, that's one thing I wrote down. That uh, one player I'm super excited to, uh, to watch is the one returning starter they had from last year, the left tackle, mm-hmm. uh, Connor Galvin. Um, he's a really good pass blocker. I think they say he's really polished. I think it's his fifth year, fifth year senior. I'm pretty sure he is. So yeah. he's got some experience. Big prospects. Um, I know Jim Nackey compared him to Max Mitchell, our boy. So I'm really excited. To, I mean, Max Mitchell's been killing it. So I'm excited to see how he holds up. They say he's a polished pass blocker, and every team is looking to have some uh, pass blocking depth. So, uh, big big season for him. He maybe get a mid round pick, get into a room, and not really help a team out depth wise. 
Nice. Yeah. We said uh, what a good slate it is on none of my, I'm not betting any of these games. <laughs> Just want to enjoy. I, these lines are all fucking crazy, honestly. Especially not betting this next one. And I'm de- yeah, definitely not betting this next one. It's actually, um, we'll, we'll round it out. Nice ACC game here. Number 10, NC State on the road at number five, Clemson. Clemson, a six and a half point favorite right now, coming off a massive double overtime win to uh against wake forest um for nc state devin leary's turned it around these last few games after a tough start against ecu has eight touchdowns in his last three games um they've looked good but clemson has also looked pretty i mean they almost let that game get away from them but um dj really stepped up last game i think it was a big game for him confidence wise too moving forward um Really curious to see what happens during this game. I'm really, really excited to see Leary against this defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you said it. That that's the game. The game is if Leary can torch this pass defense because this pass defense was abysmal last week. Hence, fucking love against, Sam Hartman, dude. Sam Hartman, I fucking love that guy, dude. That that what was they called the slow mesh offense? That shit. Yeah. Was, I was actually like, I was foaming at the mouth. I was like, I love this shit. I was watching with my dad. My dad's like, I think they're doing it a little too much, but. Dude, I, I don't know why. It fucking works, man. And that takes a lot. I feel like that takes a lot of uh, coaching and preparation and like just mm-hmm. discipline to not go downfield. Fucking love that offense. But um, I know we missed the stock up, stock down, but my stock down was going to be Clemson's pass defense. And in particular, their cornerback, uh, cornerback Nate Wiggins. I've never seen someone get torched so badly in my life. Like he was getting beat. The cameras on him, I swear to God, like seven of like 15 plays, he was just getting fucking torched. Mm. Pe- penalties, they would catch it over him. He got took out for a couple plays, put back in, and then he got torched again. Uh, he really needs, him in particular, needs to step it up. And this whole, this whole secondary needs to step it up. Uh, we all know that their front seven is super, super talented with NFL prospects, but their secondary has been a real liability. And against a quarterback like Leary, I mean, I know on the road his first game he looked like fucking poop, but if he can step it up and uh, he's fi- – I mean, he's playing for millions of dollars right now. So this is a <laughs> huge statement game for him. It is a big game for him. Yeah, seriously. Um, Yeah, I mean, we all touched on it to – Could be for the conference. Yeah, it could. I mean, we, you, know, do- you know I have Clemson here, but I'm not, I'm not confident in that at all. I know you two picked NC State to win the ACC – but I still have no idea whatsoever what these two teams are and especially what their potential can be. I do see, you know, high potential for both if if they could put it together, but they're just kind of all over the place. I feel like the line, you know, bouncing from six and a half to seven and a half negative, negative for um, obviously Clemson being the favorite is adequate since it's going to be in Death Valley. But I'm just going to be, for the most part, a curious spectator. You know, I have little confidence in either offense to score big against one another. And what helps me feel vindicated in that is the fact that the over-under is 40. It's pretty measly for especially a Clemson game. I don't think I've ever seen a Clemson game in the past five years have an over-under under, you know, at 40 or around there even. So, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, Dean, I saw when I saw that too. It, that made me like originally when I saw that, I didn't do it, but it made me want to fucking hammer NC State because that just that just screams to me a close game. Yeah, I I do agree with that. 
40? Uh, I, I just don't have the waivos for it. It's at 40. I don't even know how that's possible. How is that possible? One of the lowest over-unders, if not the lowest of, of, of the day, the slate. Because DJ sucks. and That's crazy. Uh, I've, seen, I've seen more games with Clemson negative 40 or more <laughs> and yeah. them the having a full over-under of the game 40. That's true. True Over the that. Past five years. Yeah, big, uh, big statement game for NC State's uh, offensive line. Uh, Dylan McMahon and uh, Grant Gibson, two guys on the inside of that that offensive line, who are both possibly draft guys. Got to be big against Breesy and that uh, that defensive line. Yeah. All right, fellas. So that'll cap it for our previews. Let's move into some bets. The main attraction. Who wants to go first, Ray or, or Dean? Dean's hot. Let him go. Dean is super hot. Dean, last week, yeah. a big three for three of 4.86 units, uh, just crawling out of a deficit. Still down 11.32 <laughs> units, but Over a massive, massive 3-0. and yeah, it was massive. Um, I, I feel like my confidence is back. I love the fuck out of it. You're definitely back. I I am big. <laughs> the whole honestly, this whole game is confidence. So that's what you need. Don't Give make it hot. One second, because I think I'm gonna make a last second change. I was gonna go. Love I this. Was gonna go to the one, the one five unit bet, but I do like another game a lot. Okay. But, but I love the. Like, Give me a live update. Reverting to a five unit bet after I'm like. 0 and 4 with my five unit bets, I feel like, especially in college. I think I'm 0 and 3 just in college. <laughs> uh, five unit monster bets. So I feel like I have to run from it. So I'm just going to split it up. I'm going to do two and a half units on one, two and a half on the other. Regardless of what Vegas is kind of telling me right now, two and a half units, I have to put on on Kentucky plus seven. Um, I, I see here that it's still available at minus 120, but I did get it at minus 115 yesterday. And it's just going to be for everything I, I stated before. Really simple as that. Then next, I I feel it in my bones. I'm going to ride the hot hand, and they look good. I think TCU keeps this game against Oklahoma scary close. Me and Ray hate this, even though it's going – even though the line movement is going against TCU and opened at plus four, it is at plus six and a half right now. I do feel confident at minus 107 that they're going to keep it close and cover. Who knows? Maybe win. Ooh. That seems like a forced bet to me, but teach their own. I, I feel it in my bones. I don't know what to tell you. Okay. I want I want the 3-0 fucking horned frogs. You're hot, bro. I'm hot. They're going to put up mad right. points. They're going to be fucking slinging. Right. Give me give me yours. Yeah, so kind of like Dean, but I just did a little earlier today. I was just straight up firing from the hip with bets, just gut calls all around. So um, I'll start with the one bet that I did on the games we talked about. I'm doing it. Call me a sucker. I am taking Arkansas plus 17 and a half. <laughs> I think it's just too many points at home. I think they're going to run the ball. They're physical. And I think they'll uh, cover that. That's just, dude, that's so many fucking points. I wanted to throw in a tease, but my teasers have been miserable lately. So I'm trying to stay away from that in college. Uh, next, I'm, I want some Friday action. I'm getting back to my roots. 
Well, Washington, yeah. UCLA, I'm going first half over 32. Penix has been killing it. That UCLA offense is high tempo. I think the points are going to be scored uh, in bunches there. I wanted to, I was thinking about doing a full game, but I decided to cut that shit the first half. Um, and we're gonna actually going to stick with the trend the rest of the way, actually. So these are all one units, by the way. So the first two were one units minus 110. So is this one. Uh, Purdue at Minnesota over 52. That Purdue offense is uh, kind of dynamic. My boy Charlie Jones is killing it still. Charlie. And uh, Minnesota with Ibrahim or whatever his name is, is going to run the fuck out of the ball. And Purdue got gashed by Penn State. So I think points are going to fly in that one too. Kind of wanted to take Purdue with the points, but that run game with Minnesota kind of scares the shit out of me. So I'll just take over 52 total in that game. So that's one unit minus 110. And then lastly, got to sprinkle on my fellas. I'm going over 13 and a half first quarter of Ohio State Rutgers. I think Ohio State puts up 14 themselves in that first quarter. That's minus 165. I put two units on that. Yeah, that had to be. You had to be laying juice on that. I was yeah. Say, what the fuck is that line? Okay. I was. In, I want. I was looking for team total. I saw the total thirteen and a half. I'm like, word, take it. That's wild. Okay. I like. I like that. I like that fucking bet a lot. I will be probably putting something on that when it comes to Saturday, and the juices are flowing. All right, I'll uh, wrap us up here. Uh, first bet, gotta ride my dude. Got Kansas money line. Uh, at home against Iowa State, uh, plus 134. Got one unit there. My boy Jalen Daniels is fucking rolling. Uh, also sprinkled a little bit of quiche on the Heisman odds, uh, plus 3,500 the other day. Um, I was going to say, I'm not putting that in the fucking thing. Just a little quiche. Um He's been fucking electric. I love that guy. Uh, I actually really like watching their offense. It's... Uh, it's a really enjoyable team to watch. Um, so love that one there. Got a seven-point tease, the under tease. I'm never an under guy, but uh, love both of these. Uh, under 58 and a half, Louisville at Boston College. Louisville runs the fuck out of the ball, uh, which means the clock is going to be moving all game. Boston College is miserable. Uh, so love under 58 and a half there. And then I got under 59 and a half Fresno state at UConn. Once again, Fresno state, they're not really dynamic, but they're going to run the fuck out of the ball. Um, and UConn is miserable. Uh, hey man, Jim Morris is the right there. Word. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Fucking so is Dean. Uh, we got, we got two units to win two units. It's plus a hundred. On that tease. And then I'm going to round it out uh, with a two unit Big Ten parlay, uh, three team money line, Wisconsin at home against Illinois. Wisconsin's going to have a big bounce back game. Illinois stinks. Uh, Minnesota money line versus Purdue. Ray said the run game for Minnesota. Love it. Think they're going to run all over Purdue. Um, and then Michigan money line at Iowa. This game scares me a little bit, but Iowa stinks. Uh, Spencer Petrus is brutal. But they have a great home crowd. But I think Michigan rolls uh, against their defense. I think Michigan, Blake Corum is fucking killing. Love me some Blake Corum, but Michigan are a bunch of fucking frauds. They back, they got me backdoored last week, too, so fuck them. They're, they'll choke this game. Oh. <laughs> uh, two units to win 2.1 plus 105 there. All right, fellas. That'll wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening to part one 
of our preview episodes just wrapped up with college football. Stick with us. We're moving on to part two for the NFL. Got some nice juicy bets for the NFL. So make sure to stay tuned for that. As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at two tackles with the number two and follow us as we continue on this 2022, 2023 season. Fellas, appreciate you. Peace. Peace.